It's the 2022 World Cup. It's Saudi Arabia's players. Hello and welcome to the International Soccer Preview by Soccer Files Canada. I'm Kevin and today we are looking at the Saudi Arabian squad for the 2022 World Cup. Okay, that brings us to the end of the player-by-player player, uh, discussion. So we're going to move on to a discussion of the squad. And I've been meaning to explain the shirt I'm wearing. Some Saudi Arabians might be disgusted with me for wearing a Germany shirt uh, while I'm talking about Saudi Arabia. But um, I'm afraid I can only put that down to the poverty of my shirt collection. And uh, it's not a statement, a political statement of any kind. It's just a color match. This is the only shirt I have that's kind of similar to the colors of Saudi Arabia. So uh, any Saudi Arabians who are upset with me, A, I understand. And B, uh, you could solve the problem by sending me a shirt from your country. Okay, that is um, that. All right, let's uh, talk about some notes. So we'll go back to the notes uh, from the beginning. These are kind of outcroppings from our previous podcasts uh, or takeaways from our previous podcast. So we said uh, Saudi Arabia is coming out of a flat period. That flat period lasted from 2010 to 2017. Uh, but for uh, uh, for many uh, it belies the fact that they're a historically strong team in the region. They just haven't looked that way uh, for the past 10 years. They reached the World Cup four times in a row prior to 2010, and they even passed the group stage in 1994, something few Asian teams have done or have done since even. Uh, getting knocked out at the group stage in 2011 and 2015 Asian Cup uh, also kind of, hide, kind of hides the fact that they were a very strong team in the Asian Cup. In fact, uh, they either won or they finished second in six of the seven cups from 1984 to 2007. So the last uh, 12 years or so have not been good for Saudi Arabia, especially 2010 to 2017. Uh, they are getting back on track now with two World Cup qualifications. Um, but uh, in the 2019 Asian Cup, that progress was kind of interrupted uh, with a quarterfinal finish. They, they were uh, damaged by the juggernaut that was Qatar uh, in that case. Uh, they lost to them in the group stage. That made them finish second, which paired them against Japan in the quarterfinal. So, um, you know, so they're really hoping to uh, make something out of this, not only... Uh, not only doing well when the cup is hosted in their area, but also uh, fully coming out of this lull that they've been in for uh, for the 2010s. Uh, the next point is key players retiring in 2018. We looked at some of them in the player-by-player player part of the podcast, and we'll summarize them at the end. But uh, perhaps part of the reason they were unimpressive in the 2019 Asian Cup is that some key re key players retired in 2018. Um, but their two World Cup qualifications, especially this one winning over um, uh, Japan and 
Australia suggest that they're kind of over that that period and that they've learned to uh, kind of overcome uh, the players that they've lost. So uh, they're still struggling to replace, however, some of their goal scorers, especially Al Salawi, because their goal scorers are quite inexperienced and um, not scoring the way Al Salawi did. Uh, we talked about Irvernard, so I call him the dashing Irvernard because he's a stylish dresser. And uh, he's been very successful with Zambia and with Ivory Coast, leading both of those to an African Cup. He went on to manage uh, Morocco, and he didn't uh, actually do as well for them, but he kind of specializes in getting the most out of his players. Uh, and he also seems to choose his team well. He chooses teams uh, that seem to have a lot of potential. This is my own observation. Uh, he chooses teams that have a lot of uh, potential but aren't really living up to that potential. And if I'm right in saying that, I think Saudi Arabia was a very good choice uh, for him because um, they should be doing better than they have been doing over the past 12 years. So... Uh, I actually think he's going to do well with Saudi Arabia here and that Saudi Arabia will be stronger than most people think they are. However, they do have a couple of weak spots. One of them is a lack of outside midfielders, um, left midfielders and right midfielders that they do have are mostly attacking players. So I'm a bit worried um, on the defensive end of the field on the outsides uh, because they don't really have uh kind of defensive left midfielders and right midfielders um to handle the tough teams they'll be facing uh again they do have kind of the offensive minded uh uh outside players but not so much defensive and finally um oh no two more points uh uh, their formation is is it too predictable they've gone with a four two three one for all of their World Cup qualifying games and for their first friendly. And only in their last friendly did they experiment with a change. They did in the Arab Cup, but it was a different group of players and even a different manager. Uh, so I wonder if they're too easily uh, kind of too easily readable with this 4-2-3-1 formation uh, that they persist with. So I wonder if this change to a 4-3-3 formation is... Uh, is kind of a, uh, an attempt to answer that. And um, the last one I'll say is kind of a lack of goal scorers, um, lack of goal scorers, which we just talked about uh, when we uh, examined the forwards that they had Al Salawi uh, scoring a lot of goals for them. Um, but he is off the team since the 2018 World Cup. And the question is where are those goals? Uh, going to come from, you know. So they have a couple of midfielders who put the ball in the net, Al Mualad and Al Dasari, but not that much. And uh, the the actual centre forwards they have are fairly inexperienced. Uh, they have reasonably good goal scoring records, but not a lot of games under their belt. So um, we'll have to see uh, how they do. Okay, that is it for kind of. Oh, those were supposed to be the. Uh, the squad notes and now we'll take a look at their club affiliations well that's a, a short story for 
uh, Saudi Arabia because all of them play uh, at home. Just uh, let me bring up the proper graphic here. But they all play in Saudi Arabia. And we saw Al-Hilal being mentioned uh, over and over again. So that seems to be um, where most of the national team players end up. But they also have players uh, on Al-Nasser and Al-Shabaab and Al-Ali. I would say those are the, uh, the three other main teams um, that they come from. Uh, as we said, a couple of them have done short loan spells outside uh, the country, but that's usually short-lived, and they come back to Saudi Arabia pretty quickly. Uh, so uh, they've always been kind of, um, uh, I wouldn't say accused is too strong a word, but, you know, uh, lacking in that international experience because none of their players play, for example, in Europe. So uh, the game may may be quite different for them and they're not used to uh, a different style of game all right let's move on to age and experience so i'm running a kind of a my own little stats here uh, on each of the teams and uh, one of the things i'm considering is how many players are have been called up since 2020 so how big is their slate of players and uh, they have 46 players kind of uh, in in that mix and actually that's a bit lower uh, than average so the average is around 51 and they have 46 so they're not juggling too many players which would be which is a problem for some teams and they seem to have enough to choose from uh, the next one we consider is uh, how many players are under kind of more serious consideration so this would be uh, the candidates we have as de uh, definite, likely, or possible. And um, they have 37. So again, uh, that's actually a bit higher than normal. The average there is 33. So the teams that have a very low number, uh, well, it could mean one of two things, that, that they're playing with a consistent squad. It's the same players on the field all the time. And uh, teams like Senegal and Qatar uh, kind of fit into that category, Canada too. Um, whereas if they have too many under consideration, like the USA or Mexico or Ecuador, uh, it's going to make for uh, it's going to make it very difficult for the for the manager to uh, cut down to the 26 that will be required for the cup. So uh, that creates a headache for the manager and often uh, kind of a lack of, uh, or presumably a lack of communication on the field because the players are changing uh, all the time and never the same squad twice for, for some of those teams. Uh, but um, Saudi Arabia is kind of falling into the middle here. And that's my impression too, that they're not changing uh, too much. However, I do worry a little bit about central defense and central midfielders because they have uh, mixed and matched quite a bit there. Finally, the number of candidates who are definite or likely. And um, actually, this, this stat is not yielding a lot of information for me, so I might get rid of it. Uh, they have 20, but I, I find all teams are kind of in range between uh, around 19 to 22. So, um, it doesn't mean much. But what it does mean is that they basically have to reduce that squad of 37 that are under consideration down to 26. So basically they want to be adding 
six of those possible players. Um, that's what the manager has to do in the lead up to the cup. So that's not too burdensome. Uh, some teams have a much more difficult decision than that. Um, when we look at average age of the squad, it's 26.4. So that's right in range. Actually, the average is 26.5. And it's only worth commenting on, really, if it's below 25 or above 27. So um, that's in range. Average number of caps, though, this is a little different. The average is 27, 27.6. And uh, Saudi Arabia is 21.6. So... Uh, it kind of suggests that uh, they are less experienced than most teams. And I got to say, uh, I worry about them all playing in Saudi Arabia too, because that adds up to a bit of a lack of experience with um, uh, other styles of soccer and stuff like that. But I think teams nowadays are a bit more aware, uh, a bit more aware of the problem. And I feel some of these uh, kind of hermetic teams that don't play outside of their own country uh, are actually getting better, whereas in the past they used to kind of really struggle in tournaments because they would be facing styles they were unfamiliar with. You know, these players will all uh, be watching TV, for example, in other countries and uh, playing international games against other countries too, so they do have some experience. Total number of goals is 76. That is very low. The average is 119.5. So uh, basically their scorers don't have a lot of goals. And I think some of that comes down to what we said about forwards, that the, the forwards they have are quite inexperienced, uh, haven't played a lot of games, so haven't scored a lot of goals. And as a team, um, they don't have a lot of goals among them. Uh, the other stat I have for this is average goals per player. And this is 2.1. Again, much lower than average. In fact, the second lowest among the 14 teams that... Uh, no, I, I have done 18 teams in this stat so far. So uh, they're the lowest among them. So uh, as I've said uh, earlier in the podcast, goal scoring perhaps uh, the biggest issue that Saudi Arabia is facing, and they'll have to find their goals from somewhere. I'll probably end up repeating that in the next section, which is players and issues to watch. So, um, inexperienced central defence uh, is one of the problems, and they did have steady uh, a steady central defence, but in recent games we're kind of mixing and matching a little bit. So we have two likely candidates there. And we had five possible candidates. All five of those possible candidates are without tournament experience. So uh, a bit of inexperience in central defense. And I think we can say the same about the attacking uh, lineup too. Uh, the central defensive uh, pairing is a bit unsettled. So as I said, a solid pairing in the first half of qualification. But then uh, Abdullah Madu, which is one of the pair, there is no longer being selected and they haven't settled on a replacement. So Ali Amri was the other one and um, even he wasn't playing all the games towards the end of this period. Um, so uh, a, a bit unsettled in central defense uh, there. 
me in the midfield these all sound negative <laughs> i don't mean for it to be that way uh, but i'm just talking about kind of issues here uh, the C the central midfield is a bit disrupted by the absence of ali malki so uh, ali malki and, and uh, mohammed kano were a steady pairing up until near the end of World Cup qualifications. But as we said in the player-by-player -player podcast, Ali Malki um, subbed out of the second last game, or maybe it was uh, the third last game of World Cup qualifying. He subbed out 23 minutes into the game and hasn't returned since then. So even though he's not listed of injured, uh, as a, a, an injury, I'm a bit concerned that he is. And in terms of replacing him, it's really been a mix and match. Cano uh, has mostly kept his place, but Cano's uh, uh, the, the partner in central midfield there still needs to be uh, settled uh, upon. Uh, I've talked about also the shortage of... Uh, oh, on the uh, YouTube uh, graphic, I'm putting everything in the wrong place here, so I'm just, uh, just fixing that up on the fly here there we go uh, shortage of outside midfielders I won't repeat everything I've said but they have uh, kind of attacking left midfielders and right midfielders but they don't really have defensive ones so um, they I'm a bit worried uh, about that because they'll be facing tougher teams than they do in Asia so we'll probably uh, need a bit of bolstering and defense uh, there um, I may be dead wrong, though. I mean, they do have central midfielders and they have uh, left and right back. So maybe they're able to compensate for the lack of players actually coded as left midfielders and right midfielders. Finally, in attack, uh, I've talked about their lack of goals. So Al-Salawi uh, uh, Al is gone since 2018. Actually, it's central midfielder Al-Faraj, uh, who's their most common uh, starter as a center forward but he only has eight goals in 69 caps i mean as a central midfielder he wouldn't be relied upon to score more goals so maybe he is capable uh, but it's not in his record yet uh, some players with higher percentages are coming in especially uh, al sherry but uh, generally they're quite inexperienced so i'm i'm considering this um the attack uh, a bit unproven um, is what I want to say. Not so much weak, but kind of unproven. Okay, let's look at some of the new players that they've got coming in. And uh, I've mentioned already that five of their possible central defenders are all new. So uh, beyond the two likely candidates, they usually bring, I would say, five or six central defenders. So I think we're going to see most of these guys uh, selected for the squad. Ahmed uh, Sharalahi is uh, new. Abdul Madu, Ali Lajama, uh, Hassan Tambakti, and Zayad Al Sahafi. Uh, none of them have tournament experience, as you can see. Uh, in the graphic, when I use grey there, that means they haven't been in a tournament. And when it's black, it means they have tournament experience. Uh, defensive midfielder Ali Hassan, Ali Al Hassan, uh, we consider a likely candidate. He is uh, quite new, 25 years old, but he's never uh, been in a tournament. And central midfielder uh, Ab Al Abdulela Al Malki. 
um, uh, is new, but but again, I suspect he's injured. He might be back uh, for the cup or whatever is keeping him out. Um, but he, he has never been in a tournament. Uh, was used a lot in the first half of qualifying. Uh, Sami Al Najay uh, also he was a consideration, I think, for the 2018 World Cup, but he wasn't selected, uh, and nor for the 2019. Asian Cup. So he's been on the team since 2017, the 25-year-old, but doesn't have any experience. Uh, Firas Al-Burekan, we consider a definite candidate, the forward. Uh, he's just 22 years old, um, but he has 22 caps and six goals, which is pretty good for a player his age. And he is uh, fairly new to the squad. He's been on the squad since 2019, um, but he really just started... Uh, uh, starting games recently and um, has never been in a tournament. Another forward, Salah al Sheri, may end up being the player they most rely on to get goals. Uh, he's never been in a tournament either, but he scored seven of their 34 goals in qualifying. And finally, Abdullah al Hamdan. Uh, 23 years old and also a forward. Um, so there we go, three forwards uh, that speaks to the kind of inexperience they have, but hopefully for them, uh, a couple of these players will step forward and become a big scorer for them. We don't really have any injuries on, on the team. Um, uh, but I did say, uh, I suspect Abdulela Al-Malki uh, is an injury or for some reason he kind of suddenly was off the team and hasn't returned so I'm going to put him on the injury list and hopefully by the update podcast I'll know more about what happened to him the other one is not uh, really an injury but a doping ban for Fala Al-Mualed uh, but that doping ban will be uh, um, served by September 23rd which will make him eligible for the World Cup so really uh, no injury concerns of, of note for Saudi Arabia. And then notable absences. We talked about several of these players uh, in the player-by-player. Player. But uh, we have goalkeeper uh, Abdullah Al-Meouf, um, who was a starting keeper in the 2018 World Cup, although he lost his position uh, after the 5 nothing loss to Russia. Um but I just wanted to kind of note that he was the starting keeper. Um, another keeper, Walid Abdullah Ali. Uh, he had 70 caps actually since uh, 2007. Um, but the uh, 2015 Asian Cup, he was the starter in 2011 and 2015 Asian Cup. Uh, but he wasn't selected for the World Cup 2018. Maybe he's uh, a bit too far off the team for me to have brought up here because uh, they would have compensated for his loss already. Osama Hasawi, uh, the veteran defender with 134 caps and captain of the team. Uh, again, this is more for the people who follow uh, Saudi Arabia from World Cup to World Cup because he wasn't part of the 2019 Asian squad. But in terms of the uh, World Cup, he's a, he's a big loss for them from the previous World Cup. Uh, Omar Sahari, Omar Hasawi, uh, not as um, 
uh, not as many caps as Osama Hassawi, uh, but he too was captain of the cup, and he did play in the 2019 Asian Cup, although uh, he was injured, so didn't actually play any games. But uh, 52 caps, he is also no longer on the team. Uh, he's 36 years old. Uh, Mohamed Al-Fatil, another central defender who they would do without. So they really have only one central defender who's played in a tournament. And um, uh, uh, this player was a starter in the 2019 Asian Cup, but no longer available to them. Hussein uh, Al-Mogawi, a central midfielder, last played in November 2020. And he was also a starter in the 2019 Asian Cup as well as a substitute in the World Cup 2018. Uh, Nawaf Al-Abed uh, is a left midfielder who last appeared for them in November 2019. And uh, he played from 2010 to 19 with 47 caps. However, um, he wasn't actually in the 2019 Asian Cup and was injured for the World Cup. So uh, as far as tournaments go, he's been off the team for quite a while, but um, he was uh, involved with the team till 2019. Tassir El-Dosam, an attacking midfielder uh, who had 132 caps between 2004 and 2018. He was a starter in the 2018 World Cup, um, but wasn't in the uh, 2019 Asian Cup. So uh, as we said earlier, a lot of these players retiring uh, after the 2018 World Cup. Finally, Mohamed Al-Salawi, uh, also a starter in the World Cup, even though he did lose his starting position. But I think he was one of the top scorers in all of World Cup qualifying, but certainly the top scorer for his team with 15 of their 45 goals. So they will certainly miss his scoring capability uh, in this cup. All right, well, the last part of this podcast deals with uh, uh, trying to predict... Um, the starters, and um, I would say trying to predict the substitutes, but I think we uh, we kind of predict those by um, basically the players we have as definite or likely. Uh, if we don't uh, if we don't consider them starters, then they will, you know. But we do think they'll be at the cup. Then they would be substitutes. So we're really just going to focus on starters here, but I'll mention the likely candidates because they will probably make up the substitutes. So we have manager Irv Renard. I don't think that'll change before the uh, tournament. So we'll consider him definite. Uh, among goalkeepers, Mohamed Alawais, almost certainly the starter there, even though there were a couple of games at the end that he didn't start. Uh, rather, Mohamed Al-Yami, who's sometimes called Mohamed Al-Rubey, actually more often called Mohamed Al-Rubey. Um, he's a likely candidate and probably the second string keeper. Uh, the other candidates, we have two possible candidates. One of those will probably be the other keeper that they bring to the cup. Um, central defenders is kind of tough. As we said, they have two likely candidates and then five possible candidates and they'll probably bring most of those i would say five at least to the cup um and it's a bit difficult to uh predict the starter because uh they were kind of rotating quite a bit at the end 
So uh, Al, Ali Al Bulahe at least has uh, tournament experience. He was a starter in 2019. And um, Al Amri has probably been the most consistent starter. But neither of them have started enough to make me confident that, to say they'll be uh, a starter. In fact, um, Abdullah Madu uh, was a starter at the beginning of World Cup qualifying for uh, about half of those games and then suddenly was off the squad. Uh, so um, we have him as just a possible candidate, but he could be a starter as well. So I'm, I'm really not confident enough to say any of these will be uh, starters. Uh, but I am fairly confident to say that most of them will be uh, brought to the squad, so would be at least the substitute level. Uh, among right-backs, I think, um, uh, well, we think Saud uh, Abdul Hamid will definitely be on the team, but I would almost definitely say as a substitute, he's always called up, but not often used as a starter. Uh, so I'm going to highlight him as a substitute. And the likely starter for right back is Sultan Al Ghanam. Even though we have him as a likely candidate to reach the cup, I think he will be the starter. Um, but I suspect that they're going to bring Mohammed Al Burak uh, to the to the cup too, and maybe I should have moved him up uh, to likely because they'll need a backup in the right back position because Saud uh, Abdul Hamid doesn't seem to be. Uh, um, a right back. Okay, midfielders, Ali uh, Al Hassan. Uh, we have him as uh, likely to reach the cup, so uh, he'll, he'll be there and at least as a substitute. But again, I'm not confident enough to say that any of these uh, defensive or uh, defensive midfielders will be starters. So I'm just going to leave it at that uh, with Ali Al Hassan as the only the one uh, likely to make the cup. I think the starters will be uh, these two players, uh, Mohamed Kano and Salman Al-Faraj, although actually Al-Faraj may be used further upfield uh, in the attack. Uh, but I think Mohamed Kano is a definite candidate uh, and a starter in the central defense. The other central defender, um, it was Abdulale Al-Malki, but he kind of dropped off the team in the end um, with that, with what seemed to be an injury. So I'm really not confident enough to say that he would be uh, a starting central midfielder. Left midfielder, Salam Al-Dosari, definitely a starter uh, there and probably as a left attacking midfielder, depending uh, on that uh, they went to a 4-3-3 formation in their last uh, game. So if that works out, possibly as a left forward. Uh, we also have Abdul Rahman Garib as a likely candidate to reach the cup, but I would say more as a substitute than a starter there. Right midfield, Hatan Bahebri was making uh, big inroads into the team uh, towards the end of the tournament, but that's partly because... Um, he was playing as a, a right attacking midfielder and uh, forward Fahal Al-Mualad uh, was the right attacking midfielder until his ban. That ban will be over by the time the World Cup comes. So I think Fahad Al-Mualad will be the right uh, attacking midfielder. Uh, but I think Hatan Bahebri 
uh, has a good chance of starting games, but it could be in any position. He's, he's played as an attacking midfielder and as a left attacking midfielder too. So I'm tempted to say that he's going to be a starter, but um, he just he just hasn't played enough games uh, for the team for me to to say it with great confidence. Uh, left wing, uh, left wingers and right wingers. We only have candidates at the possible level, so I don't see any starters there. Uh, attacking midfielder Sami Al Najay. Uh, we have likely to make the cup, and he could be a starter, but I'm not confident enough to say so. And um, among forwards, uh, Firas Al Burakan. Um, and Saleh Sherry are the most possible candidates, so it's got to be one of those two, uh, although both of them are fairly inexperienced, so I'm a bit reluctant to, to say either of them will be a starter, except to say that one of them will be. So I'm going to make a new colour for this. Uh, that colour is going to be yellow to suggest that it'll be one of those two, a bit of a mix and match, although I'm not sure which one it will be. All right, that brings us to the end of the podcast. Um, oh, I don't have the flag uh, for my little graphic here. I got to go up and copy the beginning of this podcast and put it down at the bottom so that I can say goodbye nicely. All right, this is the International Soccer Preview. And keep in mind that we will be doing an update podcast on teams and players uh, probably in mid November. And um, at that time, we'll know they'll have published the squad list, so we'll know who the uh, preliminary squad and the final squad will be. We'll probably wait until they do publish that final squad. Uh, meanwhile, keep an eye on us for so at Soccer Files Canada. Soccer Files with a PH in the middle and an S at the end. We have a website where you can find all our audio casts, and we're on YouTube too, so if you put Soccer Files Canada in, um, you can uh, look for our little flag our little flag images uh, that that's kind of distinctive and uh, check our show notes uh, for links to our website and for timestamps and all sorts of information there I've been uh, working to improve the show notes thanks for listening and we hope we see you for the next podcast on players bye bye <laughs>